You know, I um, I had uh, several different thoughts going this past week. And, uh, you know, one. I'm just going to sh- share a quick thought, but I'm going to preach something else. So here we go. And my thought was the word that I felt like the Lord was really uh, uh, putting on my heart and was weighing on my heart was the word delight. To delight yourself. The scripture tells us in, in uh, Psalm 37 verse 4, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Now, see, we're really, really familiar with the last part of that verse. And he'll give you the desires of your heart. I want a new bike, and I want a new washer, and I want a new, that's, you know, whatever. (laughs) I don't think that's exactly what it means. I think that God will bless us. But to delight ourselves in the Lord simply means to to enjoy him, to, to let him be the joy of your heart, the joy of your life, not, you know, I asked Dana last night, we're sitting there uh, after the kids finally passed out, and so we had this conversation, and I said, tell me about, you know, the last month or so, you've had you know, a lot of time with different people, and you've been able to uh, to go to Phoenix and visit with different ones, and here, and I said, tell me, maybe not necessarily who, but, uh, you know, who, how you in other words, tell me about the, the great thing that you've enjoyed. And she said, well, I've enjoyed, and she named several people. I said, what did you enjoy about that? She said, well, just spending time and having conversations and talking about our lives and talking about the future. And, and I said, yeah, that's called delighting yourself. You're delighting yourself in being with them. You ever been with people you don't delight in? Don't want to talk about that. Don't want to be here. Are we about done with this conversation? Got to go. You know, God is not in jail. We don't have to have visiting hours to go see God. I don't know about you, but I have gone to the jail. Unlike Joe and Rita, they spent a lot of time down there, not behind bars, but on this side of the bars, visiting people in jail. And to be honest with you, I've never one time gone into a, 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 a jail facility or a prison and delighted in spending time with people. I endure that. I don't want to be there. Not because I don't want to be, I don't want them to be there. I don't want to have to meet in that type of an environment, but we do it because we have to. God doesn't want us to treat him like he is in prison or in jail. He wants us to come gladly. The scripture says to serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. What is that? I'm just glad. I'm glad to be a Christian. I'm glad to be a believer. I'm glad that God loves me. I'm glad that God finishes what he promises to do. I'm glad. Well, that's good for you, Tom, but you don't know what I'm going through. I could be really rude right now and say, you don't know what I'm going through and then respond to what you're going through. The truth of the matter is, is I don't know what you're going through, but God does. And the person that we need to delight in is the person that knows everything about everything we're going through and not go to him with a, Uh, My life stinks and my life's falling apart and everything's miserable because maybe in the natural it feels like it is. Maybe you feel dead inside. Maybe you feel hopeless inside. But here's the deal. If we can begin to delight in the Lord, what desires do you want? I just want to be happy. Okay. He'll give you that. He'll give you that that joy, that happiness, because the thing is, is to be blessed means that that scripture, well, not the scripture, but the word blessed means what? It means happy, to be envied. That's what it means. So you want to be blessed? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will bless you. 
That means that he'll bring happiness to your life. And happiness is based on happenings, meaning that he will begin to cause things to happen in our lives. See, you know, I have grandkids now, obviously, as y'all know, and I love the heck out of them, but you know, sometimes I'm gonna be real, real honest with you, just like you and your kids and your grandkids and your great-grandkids and whoever. Uh, you know, sometimes we get really frustrated because we feel as though they don't appreciate anything. They just want what they want, the way they want it, when they want it, and when they're done with it, they want to, boom, be done with it. And you know what? That's kind of how I can be with God. God, I want what I want, the way I want it, when I want it. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, special orders, don't upset us. This is what I want. I want it my way. I want it my way. And God wants it in a delighting way, that we delight in him. Church, circumstances will never change so that you feel like, okay, now I can delight in the Lord. We delight in the Lord because we choose, not because your family member chooses or your children do or your neighbors or whatever your boss decides. Okay, it's time for you to delight in the Lord. It's, it's what we do. We choose to delight ourselves in the Lord. We choose. And when we make that choice and that decision, how do we delight in the Lord? It's the first of the year. I always talk about this. The beginning of the year, I talk about it all the time, really. We need to be in the Word. We need to find a, a, a translation of the Bible that we can just devour. Not, not, it's not about how much you read. It's the fact that we do read every single day that we eat, every single day, that we take time and we push away all the things, or we get up earlier. I don't have time, then get up earlier. Well, it's too hard because I stay up too late. Well, go to bed earlier. Do whatever it is. I'm just saying to delight ourselves in the Lord, it's an intentional. It's an intentional of our life. We have to intentionally make a decision. We intentionally do that. I will seek God. I will spend time with God. And sometimes, you know, I was up here. This is kind of what happens uh, with for me uh, lots of times. Uh, on, on Saturdays, I'm up here and I'm thinking, God, I've been thinking, I've been praying, I've been studying, I've been looking, I've been, God, you got to tell me something here. And he's telling me all kinds of things, but they're always about me and for me, and this is for you. And I'm thinking, no, I need to tell the church something that they need to hear. And the Lord tells me, tell them what I'm telling you. The Lord's telling me that this year is a year that I need to renew and refresh myself in delighting in him. To delight in the Lord. Let's go ahead and finish the verse and he will give you the desires of your heart. If we seek God rather than the desires of our heart, then you know something? God begins to change and tweak and adjust our hearts, and, and he begins to go through the closet of our life and say, you don't need this, and this is only tearing you up. This is destroying your, your peace, and let me remove this. And I'm not talking, this isn't people. These are attitudes and mindsets and weights which takes me to the scripture that I really want to preach today, which is Hebrews chapter 12, 1 through 3. I think God wants us to unload. He wants to help us to unload. You can't delight. You know, for Christmas, every year, you know, I'll get, uh, I'll get something new, some new shirts or new whatever it is, like this sweater. And couldn't even find it. It was buried under all the other stuff in my closet. <laughs> so what I did yesterday is I got in there and I started throwing stuff in bags and getting rid of it. And well, that's good stuff. There's better stuff. 
God wants us to unload. Let's look at this verse this morning. This is Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 6. New Living Translation. I think I told you NIV here at New, New Living Translation. Hebrews 12, 1 through 6. Let me read this. He says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not yet given your lives in the struggle against sin, in your struggle against sin. And, you, and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you his, as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Now, this particular passage, these verses, uh, you know, he lays out a few things that I want to look at for a couple of minutes. And it's not something I want us to fill in the blanks so we have, oh, I got it all. Let's internalize this. Let's think this through this morning for just a few minutes. Let's begin to try and internalize this. You know, and don't be thinking, oh, so-and-so needs to be here. Oh, I hope he's listening I hope she's listening to what, what he's saying. No, I hope you're listening today. I hope we are all listening today because I believe that God has something for every single one of us. So there's, there's a few things here that we can look at. And it's like going through the closet I've already mentioned. It's like a clean start. What do we do? How, do we, um, how can we make a clean start? I believe that's what, what uh, the writer of Hebrews is saying here. You know, don't forget this stuff. Matter of fact, here's what I want you to do. Let's go through. He says, strip off and lay aside every weight and sin that easily trips us up. Well, I don't want to talk about sin. Well, maybe we need to. Maybe we need to. Maybe we need to talk, not, not with me and you. I'm just saying maybe me and God. Maybe we need to talk about the weight. The weight can be something that, I'll go ahead and tell you. I mean, for me, there was a, a serious weight in my life, and it wasn't a sin, but it really began to turn into one for me, and it was called social media. I spent more time talking and listening and looking at people's thoughts on social media than I did because I had it with me all the time. Ding, what's that? Oh, somebody posted something. It don't ding no more. Because I got rid of it. And the thing is, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying for me personally, couldn't manage it. So for me, it was a weight. I got rid of that. Now, I don't know. For you, it might be TV. It might be, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not here to point a finger. I'm just saying, if we want to move forward in 2022, 
If we want to be different at the end of this year, we've got to do something different. We've got to, to make some different decisions. You know, there, there's a, a book I read, and I was reading it through it again this, this weekend. It's called The Principle of the Path. There's a principle that, you know, uh, direction determines destination. If you are not where you want to be, if you're not headed in the right direction, here's the thing. You got to change direction. Because direction determines destination. If you want to end up there, if I come in here and I say, hey, church, I'm going to go to San Diego. I'm going to leave in this afternoon. I'm going to San Diego. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to hit, hit the road. I'm going to be, as I get to Phoenix, I'm going to, man, I'm going to run by in and out and grab me a burger. And then I'm going to go on. And then by the time I hit Albuquerque, oh, boy, I tell you right now, I think I'm going to get me saying, you're going to go, what? Well, I'm going to San Diego. I told you. Well, what are you going through Phoenix and Albuquerque? Because I'm on my way to San Diego. You know what you would say? You're on the wrong road. You're on the wrong path. And see, you might go, good luck with that. But you wouldn't do that. You'd say, what are you talking about? And so if we think about our life, if we think about where we're headed and the direction of the things that are going on in our life, and we're saying, I'm going in the wrong direction, how do I know I am? Because I'm not getting the right result. Because the destination and, the, and all the, the, the markers, the, the signposts of, of life are telling me the wrong thing. I'm seeing this deteriorate. I'm seeing this going the wrong way. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the wrong things. Why? Because I'm going the wrong direction. Sometimes we've got to throw things overboard. Sometimes we've got to clean out the trunk. Sometimes we've got to, to clean out uh, all kinds of things that will, but there's nothing. Here, here, here's a great one. There's nothing wrong with this. And keep doing it. But is it getting you where you want to go? If I want to be a bodybuilder and I go down and I get myself, hey, yeah, I'm me a bodybuilder, right? I have been building this body for a long time. But if I want to be a bodybuilder and I go down and I say, you know what? I, I need a, okay, yeah, uh, 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 Sam's, yeah. I need to order a case of Snicker bars and a, snake, a case of uh, uh, three musketeers. Yep, can you have them delivered? Yep, I'm starting on my my workout thing. I'm not talking about weight today. I'm just talking about in that in a sense. If I'm doing the wrong thing and then I wonder why I'm getting the wrong result, we got to lay aside every weight. Those are just weights, things that maybe wouldn't be considered wrong in themselves. But then he says every sin, and here's where it gets a little quiet because nobody likes to talk about things that they know are wrong, but they keep doing it. But here's the deal. God loves you no matter what. He loves you no matter what. He loves you with an undying love. He loves us with an, he loves you. If you're watching on, he loves you with an undying love. God knows every detail about our life. But you know what he wants us to do? To let go. You've heard the story of how they trap monkeys in, and I've heard Indonesia, wherever, and what they do is they take a bottle with a little uh, narrow neck and they drop a banana down on the bottom and the monkey will come and he'll stick his hand down and they'll get the banana and he can't get it out because he's got a fist holding that banana and they just come and throw a net over him. And people, the other monkeys over there in their monkey language are saying, let go of the banana, let go of the banana. But they, you know, he, he doesn't want to let go of the banana because he likes bananas. Because if I can do the guy, I can get it out. Hold on. I think I can get it out. And then he's captured. What the scripture says is strip off and lay aside 
every weight and every sin that easily trips us up. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. God has set a race before us. He has set a course in front of us. And, you know, we might think, well, you know, I, I don't know if I'm really called to the ministry. I'm not talking about the ministry. I'm talking about the purpose for why we were created was to please God, to, to serve God, to, to do what we do that brings honor to God. And so to, to lay aside every weight, every sin, it's impossible to run when we're hobbled. When we're hobbled. You know, you can go to the Grand Canyon and you can, you can look at the Grand Canyon and I don't know how many times I've been there. I've been there quite often and, and it's like on the way I'm remembering. I mean, that's beautiful. It's awesome. You get there and you step out on the edge and you're thinking, oh. I mean, it's just like your mouth. It's amazing. When we see God for who he is, there's nothing that he won't do for us. When we see the, you know, in the natural, you look at the Grand Canyon and you're going, he made this? Maybe you don't think that, but you're thinking, oh no, this was made by that little river over billions and billions of years. You can talk to somebody else about that one. But the thing is, is when you see God for who he is, the immensity, you know what? It's easy to lay aside those little, foolish, debilitating things. Slow us down. I'm too old to let go of this. Let go of it. It's too hard. I've been doing this too long. Let go of it. You want this year to be better? Let go of stuff that's slowing you and, and tripping you up. The second thing is, he says, keep your eyes on Jesus. Verse two, keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus stayed on course by keeping his eyes on the prize. By keeping his eyes on the prize. Let me read that verse again. Uh, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross and disregarded, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor besides God, beside God. Keeping your eyes on Jesus, looking beyond the cross. That's what Jesus did. If we can look beyond the discomfort, if we can look beyond the things that this is gonna, if I do that, it's gonna be hard. If I start doing, if this is what the word says, I tried that, it doesn't work. Oh, I've tried that, it's too hard. If you can disregard the discomfort and the whatever, if you can disregard all of that and say, God, I'm gonna look at the prize. I'm gonna please God. The end of this year is gonna be better. God is gonna bring into my life. And the thing is, it's not that you'll be a better church person. It's that you'll be, the person that God created you to be, you will begin to become the person God created you to be. You ever felt like you had these, these, uh, well, leeches? <laughs> I'm not talking about people. <laughs> but sometimes I feel that I have so many things sucking the life out of me. You do too. We all feel that way. And it's very hard to keep moving forward because it's sucking the life out of me. A circumstance, a situation, a responsibility is sucking the life out of me. You know how you move forward? 
First of all, you lay aside what you have to lay aside. And then you set your focus. And then you look beyond the suckers. And you move forward. And you walk out of that place. I heard a guy say yesterday that, you know, people are looking more for a solution than they are a path. I just want a solution. What do you mean by that? I just, can somebody just pray and make my life better? Can somebody just pray and take the, 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 the 40 years of bad decisions that I have made? And just, I just want you to pray. And when I open my eyes, I'm a different person. I got a, I got a, whatever they are, 12 pack or six pack, whatever. <laughs> That's what I want. Can anybody pray that prayer for me? No. Because God's not really looking to give you a solution. He's looking to give us a path. And if we will get on the path, see, here's the thing. You know how I got where I'm at, for good or for bad? I walked in here. <laughs> I walked into this situation. I walked into this place. And the thing is, is if I can set my eyes on what God has and what God wants for me, well, I'm not sure what it is, then just fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. He starts it and he finishes it. He carries us on. Keep our eyes on him. The NIV tells us that uh, disregarding the shame, disregarding, that word disregard means to ignore. Because there's going to be situations if you stop doing something or start doing something that you've not done. Oh, oh, one of those New Year's resolutions, huh? Yeah, okay. See you next week when everything's back to normal now. And I'm not talking about going to the gym. I'm talking about walking forward, moving forward in our faith walking forward, moving forward in who God wants us to be, not staying where we are, but deciding I'm going to get up and I'm moving forward. Nobody can walk your walk for you. Nobody can walk mine. It's not just a New Year's resolution. It's a decision. But the thing is, there will be circumstances. There will be even out of your own heart, out of your own mind. Oh, you know what? I feel embarrassed because I shouldn't be in this situation. Disregard the shame. Disregard it. That's what Jesus did. It says that, that, he, that he basically, uh, it says, looking to Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame or disregarding it. It doesn't count. That, that I'm not going to take any notice of the shame. I'm going to pay no attention to those things that are saying, yeah, yeah, wow, well, I'll give it a go, but I know you'll be right back here in no time. Refuse to acknowledge because it comes into our hearts. You're not going to finish this. You won't do this. Just do it. Just get up and let's do it. Let's move forward. That word shame is confusion, disgrace. Anything to be ashamed of. It causes, it wants us to look at our failures, look at the bad things, the bad decisions, the bad situations we've gotten into. We've got to disregard that because it does bring confusion. The third one is embrace discipline. Now, as a young boy, I didn't like correction. I got two grandkids that are, obviously have my seed. But they don't like correction either. I didn't like it. Matter of fact, I didn't like it to the point that I wouldn't cry. You could beat me, I wouldn't cry. Nobody beat me. <laughs> Spank me. Correct me. You're not going to get, I don't care. I don't care. I didn't like correction. I didn't want anybody telling me. You know why? Because at the age of seven years old, I knew it all. Just like at the age of 65 that I am, I really know it all now. Nobody likes correction. 
Nobody does. But what the scripture says is embrace discipline or embrace correction. You know, as an adult, I can tell you that uh, I don't really love correction, but I know how to embrace it. Uh, who is it? Dana said one day, she said, uh, somebody told her, you know, if, if somebody calls you a, we'll sanitize it, a donkey once, disregarded. They call you a donkey twice. Man, think about it. They call you a donkey three times, go buy a saddle. The thing is, is if the same thing keeps coming back to us over and over and over, we might need to evaluate it and say, wait, hey, wait a minute. What's the common denominator in all this? It's me. It's me. And so embrace discipline. Embrace discipline. Verse 5 and 6 he says, have you forgotten the encouraging words that God spoke to you as, as his children? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. Spankings. You ever been spanked by God? Yeah, you have to. I know you have. I have too. Just yesterday. <laughs> Just yesterday. So embrace discipline. And then, of course, the last one. So basically, we've got lay aside every weight and every sin. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Set your focus this year. Set your focus. Set your focus. Look more at him and look more at his word and look more at his ways than we look at the world and the natural and maybe even our own wild thoughts and whatever, and then embrace discipline, allow him to correct us. And the last one is, is don't give up. Why? Because he's your father. He's your father. Maybe for some of us, maybe we, we, we don't have a good memory or a good uh, recollection of, of, a, of a father correcting us, but I'm going to tell you right now, God is the father that we all want. He is the father that loves us and he, he corrects us. Why? To bring us back on the path. He corrects us to keep us to, from going too far. He corrects us because he sees the future and he knows what it is that he created us to do and created who he created us to be. His children, his sons and his daughters. 2022 will not end the same as it begins. But here's the thing. I get to choose the path that I'm going to get on. I get to choose. Let's pray.